Welcome to The Main Thing. I am your host, Evan Borelli, and each week I'm going to bring you conversations around keeping God at the forefront of your life and how to keep your mind sharp in a chaotic world. Let these words drive you and inspire you to always be better. Welcome back, everybody, to another installment of uh, The Main Thing. This week we have another one of, another good buddy of mine, uh, Randolph Solomon, who is a uh, fellow college graduate of the Citadel. Uh, him and I went to school together. Um, right now, Randolph works in the finance industry. Um, really good friend of mine from, from school, like I said, and he's, he actually reached out to me just to continue the conversation that we were having last week uh, with Larry. Um, he, he got some good little tidbits out of it. So he reached out just to catch up and see how things were going. He's uh, in Greenville right now. So, but I won't talk too much about him. I'll throw the mic over to Randy, and he can give you all the uh, the good old intro. What's so? What's up? What's up, Randy? Sweet man, thank you so much. Um, well, you know, like Evan said, uh, right now I'm in the finance industry, working with Raymond James um, as a broker, financial advisor, um, specializing in a wide variety of clients, from you know younger millennials to some um, older, well-established people. Um, really building out my practice around you know, culture, um, and community. A lot of things I do, I do a lot of community service and engagement here in the upstate. Um, shout out to all my Greenville people in upstate South Carolina listeners. Um, but no man, just working hard. I'm actually finishing up my MBA right now. Um, at Anderson university here in the upstate and I'll be returning in the fall. Yeah. Just keyword finishing up. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'll be uh, returning in the fall to start my PhD in uh, leadership theology with a concentration in business. So, dang, dude, full plate. <laughs> yeah, trying. It's a pretty solid plate. How's everything been going since this uh, coronavirus stuff kicked off? Have you been more or less busy? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, right now it's more of just trying to balance everyday tasks with work. Um, be it that I, was, I have a five-year-old son named Raylan and. Um, I'm married, my wife, Annabeth, and her and I just have the task of trying to, you know, homeschool and work and maintain sanity from staying in the house. And right now it's more of a psychological game than anything. Um, Obviously the markets are a beast of their own, but, you know, I would consider myself a bull in all aspects. So in everything there's opportunity. And that's really what I've been driving and pushing uh, along my business partner, Hayden. Um, Shout out to her. And no, man, it's just, it's a mixed bag right now. <laughs> yeah. Lots I can of responsibility, feel that. lots of opportunity, just a balancing act. So to speak. Yeah. you know, given your, where you're at now, like you're, you know, you have this, this finance mindset. Um, you do yeah. a lot of good work. You're continuing your education and stuff like that. What, what was like the driving factor with this, with all this? Cause I mean, you and I went to military college. What's like your, What's like your background? Um, yeah. Besides, besides just college, what's give us give us kind of like a perspective of uh, who who Solomon is really to the roots. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so originally from Orangeburg, South Carolina, small town guy, um, single parent family. Um, my mom raised me single by herself, um, literally my entire life. Um, she was an educator, now doing very well um, down in Savannah, Georgia. Moved down to Savannah when I was in my early teens, probably late middle school, um, sixth grade through 
high school. And uh, honestly, Savannah was a great opportunity for me to grow. Um, prior to that, I hadn't really been exposed to a lot of opportunity in terms of uh, getting a visualization of what success looks like, you know? Yeah. Um, and that kind of motivated me to say, okay, I've got some catching up to do, um, you know, not for lack of trying for my mom, but as a male, you know, you get motivated by other men around you. Um, yep. You really, men are, I feel like men are a lot more dr- driven to succeed based on a tangible image. Um, and I didn't really see that until I was in eighth grade, ninth grade. And even at that point, it was still a question mark as to whether, you know, is this really what I want to do? I don't even know about this. So, mm it really made me uh, take life extremely serious in terms of, okay, if I want to be successful, I'm behind the eight ball. I don't have a lot of, not necessarily privilege, but I don't have anything to differentiate me from the guy standing next to me at all. Like I am the most even keeled guy in the room. (laughs) And rather than um, take that, you know, to heart, I took it to the chin. So I was like, all right, it's time to man up and do what I need to do. Took school really serious, um, did well in high school, saw the Citadel as more so an investment than anything. You know, I said, if I'm going to get in student debt, if I'm going to commit my four four years of life to a degree, I want to maximize my potential for getting a good job and figuring out what I want to do, which the Citadel did in many more ways than one, aside from just the discipline aspect. It gave me so many good examples and if I felt personally, it put me on a different tier than other people to where, okay, I didn't just go to college like everybody else. I went to a military college, went to a challenging college in a way I could start to really differentiate myself. And I'm sure you can attest to this too. It's, it's not until you stand in front of the pack that you really learn about yourself. You know, you're a face in the crowd. You kind of blend in and it's like, okay, everyone's doing the same thing. When you differentiate into a smaller group, there's more of a microscope on you in that aspect. So, yeah out of everything with the Citadel that really stuck with me, you know, the success I've had from trying to differentiate myself and always being hungry to not necessarily make money, um, which I had to learn is not really the driver for success, but to genuinely get better as a person in yeah. all aspects, you know, yep. um, like overall men- growth. Exactly. Uh, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. I kind of learned at an early age and <laughs> really through being married as well. Um, it's easy to see money as a, you know, a tangible variable or measure of success. Yep. But as a man, especially as a Christian man, there's a lot more to that. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's how you serve in the community, you know, how yeah, you, I was going to ask yeah, I was going to ask like, how, like, what is that to, uh, from your perspective? What's that look like when we talk about like, you know, what's a, what's the role as a Christian man um, to oh, yeah. what's their role to like focus on? I mean, obviously the whole point of this podcast is the main thing. But, right. you know, that's, it's the, it's a very important line to say, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing, but it's not mm. as easy to do as it is to say. So oh, yeah, for sure. what, from your perspective, what's, what's that look like? So honestly, I've, I've battled um, throughout my religious um, life in terms of the struggle all Christians have is, you know, I kind of hit this realization is like, am I really being Christian? Am I really showing faith if I'm doing things because I'm supposed to, you know, I should want to do these things. Why do I not want to do this certain act of service that I know I should as a uh, Christian? And that made me reevaluate myself and say, okay, 
you know, what motivates me as a Christian? Cause we all got to find that. Right. Um, you know, what motivates some people in the job is helping people. Um, they might go into the medical field and it's almost like in each aspect of life, you have to find that thing that motivates you in that aspect. Um, huh. realistically. Um, and for me, it was more so the opportunity to share my testimony, um, with people and to show people a level of kindness and interest that I felt like I never really got when I was younger. Um, okay. And that really drives me to serve in my community and do things, even centering my practice around helping other people and connecting people. Yeah. Um, because I really, my value and my drive comes from giving someone an opportunity that they didn't have or being open with someone and they learn something pivotal to change their life just from my mistakes or, you know, what I went through in life. And I feel like that's, you know, that's being open. Yeah. That's being open. Um, it's really selfless. Like I don't want to have pride and I feel like it really shows people, you know, not really opening up. Well, it is really opening up and uh, just having enough confidence to say, Hey, use me as not only an example, but an illustration of what not to do and take what I've learned and try to do better than me. Yeah. So what, so what was that? Um, you mentioned that you didn't really have it as like a kid growing up. Right. Um, now, I mean, heck dude, like you, you, your upbringing is, I mean, I'm sure your, your mom's a rock star, right? Yeah. We're getting, oh, yeah. getting you through the stuff that she got you through and being able to handle it. Um, yeah. What was the, what was like the change? Was there like a moment when you were, I guess in grade school or even high school or college, what was the thing that sparked a need for, for faith? Yeah. Um, I guess so, you know, being a minority one, um, not using that as a fallback, but a realistic factor is statistically you're, at a disadvantage compared to a lot of other people in the room. And as I went through life, that thought or, you know, stereotype started to become a reality where I saw, okay, if I'm not leading, then I'm not succeeding at all. You know, it's not, Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to do well. No, it's like, if you're not doing extremely well, then you're not going to do anything. And I kind of took that to heart. Um, I went through some experiences, um, not all racially related, but I've seen enough from other people uh, to where it kind of shocked me. It's kind of a culture shock um, when you see racism, when you see the effects of, you know, um, the way people are treated on their mentality. I don't know. I, at, a, at, a, at a young age, I saw in order for me to survive and exceed, I would have to be a rock. And, you know, my mom made a ton of sacrifices for me. Uh, my mom didn't really lead a dating life when I was growing up. You know, she worked two, three jobs at a time just for me to be able to have opportunities to do things, you know, not even just put food on the table. She went above and beyond that to just give me a chance to do what everybody else is doing. And yeah. that, especially as an adult, um, hits me, you know, that, that speaks volumes about her. Did, but she, ever, a big, did she ever um, bring up a spirituality or like Jesus to, oh, yeah. like, to you? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, even it's it's... it's it's an interesting thing, uh, at least in my family, and I'm sure a lot of people kind of experience this uh, trend, is when you go through generations of adversity, um, you have a lot of, lot to learn from, is how I took it. Uh, yeah. Some people see that as a hindrance, you know, oh, I don't come from, you know, this certain person, I can never be that person. I, I don't see it that way. I see it as, you know, I've got generations of things to learn from. I've got generations of strength, generations of, you know, 
advice and lessons. And if I can apply it and process it to different situations, I can find my way to being where no one else has been before, even doing better than the best person, if that makes sense. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think it's interesting how your mom was still able to lean on something like that and kind of guide that thought while, yeah. you know, because dude, I'm telling you, like, it's almost rare to hear that kind of adversity just because it's so easy to get, you know, frustrated and, and upset about your, the, the cards that life given. dealt you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. So like you could, you could easily be sitting here right now and saying like, Oh, well I was dealt this bad hand. So I'm just going to, I'm going to inherently be bad. Right. Right. That could have easily, yeah. that could have easily mm-hmm. had been the response, but that's not yeah. what happened. You know what I'm saying? And see what you said is what I've realized when I was younger. Um, I realized that for a lot of people, that mindset, that psychological game where it's like, okay, instead of seeing my hands as, you know, it's like a game of cards. Like I've got a full hand, all these cards are crappy. It's like, you know, I have a full hand of opportunity. I just got to know how to play the game and make it work. And for me seeing that and seeing, okay, these guys are just giving up pretty much. Everyone's just saying, no, I don't have this opportunity. You know, the odds of me doing this are low. Well, I'm not a odds type of guy. I'm an action, you know, I think any amount of force, effort, and action can – you can achieve anything that you want to achieve. Um, and I saw that through my mom. Uh, my mom, I saw her get her master's, her EDS, you know, in a year yeah, well. <laughs> while being a single parent and working. <laughs> um, yeah. And this is in mind when I was a young age. So she still had all of my responsibility. It's not like I was able to go out and do my own thing. And she, she, she bared it all. And – as a man, as an adult, I see the value, the struggle, and the reality of what she was doing. That's interesting. So, and I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's like you're spot on. When you think about all your, um, when you think about all of your past experiences and the things that you observed through your through your mom and how it sort of shaped where your faith is at now. Now, obviously, given that you're an adult and you're married and you have a kid, like there's all kinds of other things that change the way. These oh yeah. Stuff. What are, what's like your biggest takeaway with Christianity or your faith at, at like the root, what's like the one thing that you've kind of leaned on the most? Yeah, man, I, best way to say it. Um, okay. Let's think of it like this. The odds of me being where I am today, given where I'm from, my background, ethnicity, family, but bringing everything in any factor that you consider the odds of me being here are slim to none. Right. Yeah. Um, when you're faced with insurmountable challenges, it's, it's not the fact that it's insurmountable. It's just the fact you think that it's insurmountable and Christianity, God, faith, the stories of the Bible, give me a tangible comparison to say, wow, you know, I'm not the only person that faced the insurmountable challenge. These people did. This is how God helped them overcome it. And it gives you not only just quote unquote faith, but it gives me hope. You know what I mean? Yep. Like yep. the Bible is a book of stories, experiences, you know, portrayed about the time that Jesus was on this earth, you know, even though, and I'll, and I'll be honest, like I'm not perfect. I don't go to church every single week. I don't, you know, pray as often as I should, but I'm realistic. And at the end of the day, I know that God has guided me. I know that God has given me the strength, that intangible it factor to make it to where I'm at today to, you know, motivate my mom to, 
do what she needed to do and overcome all her personal and emotional challenges and life challenges, my grandma and honestly so many other people. And I don't know. It's just, if you read the Bible, it's just people, people can take a lot of things as a pity party, but at the end of the day, Jesus died for our sins for a reason. Um, you know, you're, you're always supposed to better yourself. You can't be complacent, at least as in the Bible. And I'd say that's a heart where it's like, okay, I have to maximize my opportunity for the sacrifice my mom made, you know, my wife believing in me, you know, God, you know, putting me in this position. Like, yeah, he did that for a reason. And yeah. I think, I think we talked about this before. Um, that's really the, the factor that goes beyond money for me as a man, you know? Oh yeah, dude. At, well, think about and, it. Yeah. Think about it. Like you're, you're in a, you're in a situation where, I mean, you can easily become very financially successful, but you and I both know plenty of people that seemingly have a lot on the surface, but they don't have a lot inside. Yeah. Right. Like when it comes to their, their soul, feeding their soul. Right. Oh yeah. It's almost empty, you know? So it's like, it's like buying a 1999 Civic, taking out the seats, but then painting it in like a metallic sweet gray with like yeah. spinning rims and like, you know what I'm saying? Like customizing yeah. the outside, but you look on the inside, you're like, where's the inside? Oh yeah. There's no engine. Right. Yeah. It's man. like humans, man. Like, I mean, I, I could easily sit here and climb the ranks of my job and make a lot of money, but if I'm not doing fulfilling things, like when it comes to like Christianity and, and our individual walks with like Jesus, if we're not doing anything to like fill that, because we know it's already, we know it's there, but it's obviously hard to make it consistent. But if we're not doing anything to fill, like fill that feeling. Oh yeah. That need we're going to be empty. And, you know what I'm saying? and see, I think one of the things that the turning point for me in that regard, because I feel every Christian's heard that, you know, but the hardest thing is applying that. How do I apply that every day? You know, yeah. there are so many instructions and guidance that God, the Bible gives you, but it's like, you have to take the personal time to really invest in yourself and try to get closer to God so that God can show you what motivates you to do that. You know, yeah. mine, as you know, the head of a household, father to a child, a husband, a professional, a son, there's a lot of factors that pull on me spiritually, emotionally, professionally. Oh, I and bet. And it's a lot of times it's draining. And I think we talked about this. Like, that's why, you know, in life, it's almost like going through a spiritual boxing match where you're getting beat up throughout the rounds. You know, it's coming in waves, adversity, stress, X, Y, Z. But are you going to go in the corner and pick yourself back up, you know, get you some water and get back in the ring? Or are you just going to, you know, sulk and just carry that weakness into the next round? And same way you're like when you're in a fight what motivates you to win is the same thing you got to find as a christian like what motivates you to serve yeah. what motivates you to keep that mentality and everybody's yeah. different mine mine is just i see myself as a walking testimony i've made tons of mistakes i've overcome adversity and you know no matter my success graduating the citadel the success i had in high school you know getting a good job being 25 being 24 and almost don't with my MBA, you know, a couple of weeks away from having my master's at 24 is a big thing on paper, but yeah. that doesn't give me the satisfaction in, you know, thinking about how I can apply that to my child or yep. motivate, you know, like we talked before, someone else that's on the fence and say, Hey, you know, this is my, 
thoughts as to why this is valuable. Like, I hope this helps you make that decision or helps motivate you to do what you want to do. I agree with that. I think one of the things, so one of the things I thought of was um, you were talking about how the, the Bible gives a lot of examples of adversity, which is essentially what life kind of revolves itself around is, is that whole concept of going through challenges is literally all over the Bible. Oh yeah. In, in any, in, in almost every single story, right? Oh, something, yeah. as, something as simple as, well, it's a big deal, but the simple concept of Jesus being born, there were so many challenges just in that alone. But then I, I specifically thought of uh, like David and Goliath, the classic. You took uh, it right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> we were thinking about the warriors, you know? No, I'm Yeah, seriously. So yeah. You think about Goliath. He was like nine feet tall, covered in armor. And then David's like, hi. And he, you know, he's like 5'10 and, you know, has a slingshot. When we read that as kids, we think it's cool. But you have to think about the actual, like the deep rooted meaning behind that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, that, it, it, and I'm, as, saying, I'm saying like it applies to your life. It applies to my life. It applies to basically everyone that might feel small really isn't. Exactly. It's all, it's all psychological. It's all vision. Yeah. It's all about, you know, faith goes beyond just a belief. It's a whole lifestyle. It's a mentality. It's, you know, really never giving up on yourself, never giving up on opportunities. Yeah. And God to me is that it factor where what's impossible becomes impossible. I mean that literally like, you know, oh, when, yes. I, when, when I face challenges now, I, there's really nothing I won't try just for the sake of, you know, God's presenting me with this opportunity. I got enough confidence in the fact that, you know, I can do it. If I try, if I believe, if I just focus in and everything, everything that happens, I feel like God just presents you with the opportunity to learn something that he wants yeah, you to and do. I think, so. I think uh, one of the things I've been learning over the past couple months with doing this podcast is that um when people say stuff like what you just said with you know if you if you really believe that if you keep the main thing the main thing type deal if you do that yeah like on a as consistently as possible and i'm and i never ask anyone on this podcast to be perfect like that's never my intention really is to like tell people oh you have to think this way all the time i'm like okay well that's not realistic in the slightest right well yeah and because think think about it like christianity is formed is based on mistakes i mean yeah. if the people in the bible didn't make mistakes and didn't go through trials and tribulations i mean the bible wouldn't be much dude i didn't realize <laughs> i didn't realize how many people that i knew about in the bible who had these seemingly crazy stories who had some pretty messed up backgrounds before oh, yeah, absolutely before getting blessed right oh, yeah. like yeah before like, that is it's always it's a mental shift it's just before they change themselves you know it's yeah. just everyone's born a sinner which i love that about the bible basically tell you're born to make mistakes accept that you know don't yeah. hurt yourself about it but see a mistake as an opportunity to grow and learn and to get better yeah, um no. And, you know, if you can apply that, and they say that a lot in sports, but honestly, life, if you want to be successful, in my opinion, just just my opinion, yeah, yeah. if you want to be successful, it's almost like you are a D1 athlete, but just you're not catching a football. You're catching responsibilities from work. You're Ooh. catching, oppor you know, opportunities Ooh. to serve your community. And when someone says, hey, do you want to lead a fundraiser to go do something where you can help people? Either you're going to be lazy and you're not going to put your hands up and catch the ball and score a touchdown, or you're just going to drop the ball. So, boy, you out here hit me with all kinds of metaphors. You know, 
Uh, it makes it easier. I'm a, ta- I'm a, I'm a tangible type guy. Like, nah, dude, that makes, so, that makes so much sense. And you think about the, that, that sports analogy makes me think of, you think about successful athletes. They, oh, yeah. <laughs> they have the ability to just simply focus on what the most important pieces are of their life. Oh yeah. Right. Like, oh yeah. I don't know if you read, there was a book that was, uh, written about the Philadelphia Eagles when they, the year they won the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Um, oh man, I forget the title, but I read the book. It took me like two days to read the book cause I couldn't stop reading it. Uh, most of those men were, became born again, Christians on that team. And no one thought they were going to win the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. And the captains of the Philadelphia Eagles that year, like Nick Falls, uh, Carson Wentz mm-hmm. and a couple other people, they were, they were really leading the team spiritually during that whole process. But what I'm getting, what I'm getting at is like athletes have the ability to compartmentalize their thoughts and really focus on what's important. And boy, you could throw that into real life. Like if I'm not going to focus mm-hmm. on my spiritual, mental and physical health every single day and like really take the time and effort to try to focus on those things, I'm never going to be where I want to be. You see exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And my big thing is just, you know, before you can get to that step, the biggest thing is just separating yourself from the distractions and expectations that you feel society puts on you. Like as a man, you go on Instagram, you go on Facebook, you go on anything nowadays. And it's like, Oh my gosh, millionaire, millionaire, millionaire. You know, this guy's got every girl on Instagram, you know, like you see all these secular things that distract you from your real purpose. And a big thing is being able to disconnect from that and look at yourself and say, okay, why am I here? Why, you know, what am I going to do to make a difference in the world and not just feed it more poison, honestly. Yeah. So, so if you were to give, if you were to give someone like a, like a tidbit of advice, if they're, if they seem like, let's say in your, in your scenario, you grew up the way you grew up, but that didn't, that didn't hold you back from anything. So if if you're going to give anyone advice who's going through a situation where they feel like they're the only one, or they feel like the odds are stacked up against them, what's like, what's like your tidbit with that? Okay. Um, so, and honestly, just speaking from experience, I mean, I'll be pretty open. Um, I've experienced depression before. Um, I went through a stage of depression when I was, you know, middle school, high school, just in that lack of purpose. Um, you know, when you, when you grow up, growing up without a father in your life, you feel a lot of not self pity, but you feel, you blame a lot on yourself yeah, like anger. you feel anger. And it's, for me personally, I just felt like there was something wrong. Like, you know, why would, why did I get, why is he not here? Why do I not have a role model? Why does no one want to invest in me in this way? you know, what's more important than your child, X, Y, Z. And that really hit me hard, man. That hit pretty hard when I was younger. Um, And even now growing up, you know, that aspect of self-confidence value is something I've been blessed to find in my family, um, in my impact in the community and other people. Um, Because for a while, I just couldn't find it in myself, you know. And my advice to anybody anybody that is going through a stage in their life where they don't feel valued they feel worthless you know they they don't see how life could get better 
I honestly would say just look at the mirror and just accept the fact that God created you <laughs> for a purpose. Yeah. And it does not matter if you don't know what the purpose is now. Your goal in life is not to have a million dollars. Your goal in life is not to wear the nicest clothes. Your goal in life is not to have the hottest girlfriend. Your goal in life is to fulfill the purpose that God has for you. And at the end of the day, understanding, fulfilling that purpose is going to give you more spiritual, physical, emotional, internal value than anything money could buy you. Yep. I mean, that's, yep. that speaks I, volumes. Like, dude, you, I could not agree with that more. I think that's one of the biggest things I'm learning. I'm slowly learning this. And honestly, you say that, right? You say to like, look in the mirror, except that, that God has a huge plan, a plan that we can't even fathom. Honestly, we just, we just, yeah. can't, I don't know what's going to happen to me in tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah right? Exactly. So, <laughs> the point is though, is that it's supposed to take your whole life. That's the whole point. Like, yeah. Everyone's like, well, I want to get to this point by this age. I'm like, okay, that's a very good goal. I, 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 oh, I, I love that. Right? <laughs> it's good to set goal. Like, honestly, you know, like I, yeah. I could be straight up. I want to be like debt free in a couple of years. I want to do like X, Y, Z. I want to like have a house at a certain point. Hopefully have like a family and kids right yeah. um, down the road, like whenever that happens. But if that's not what God has planned for me, I can't really be too upset about it. No. And honestly, and, and to share this perspective too, and it kind of put it out there. Like I've went through these stages in life and it kind of shook me when I got older post Citadel graduation. Okay. Yeah. It's like, why do I feel like we're on the same boat? <laughs> yeah, honestly, when I, you know, cause you gotta be a motivated person to even want to go to the Citadel. So, you know, growing up, it was like, I knew my background. I knew the burdens on my mom. I knew my overall position. So I knew I wouldn't be able to just, you know, sign a piece of paper and go to whatever college I wanted to and not ever have to worry about paying for it yeah. or, you know, someone's going to front the bill for me. Um, so it was like, okay, when I'm in high school, full motivation, concentration, getting a full scholarship to a good school to go somewhere. Boom. Yep. Graduated. Got that. Okay. As soon as I get it, it's like, oh, okay, what's next? <laughs> then it's like, okay, <laughs> now I'm here. Oh crap. I'm not doing anything that I wanted to do. You know, I had a four year army scholarship started as an electrical engineer. I mean, it wasn't a year and a half, two years after that, that I felt completely miserable doing it. I was no. completely unmotivated. It made me like it, it, it shook me to think like, wow, this is something I wanted to do my entire life. And now I'm here and it sucks. Even though someone from the outside would be like, dude, what are you talking about? This is the best opportunity in life. Yeah. And that kind of, once you go through something like that, it shows you how much that stuff really does not matter. Like Dude, I, it's not <laughs> I remember that. I remember that change because I, we, we lived in the same building for a couple of years and yeah, I remember when you were going through the same stuff I was going through. Cause I did all the army stuff. And yeah. when it finally, when you finally made the change, you went from like, <laughs> I remember you'd be like miserable coming out of your room before you made the change with your like little oh, yeah. grumpy face with your grumpy, you know, oh, yeah. all grumpy, like with your head down oh, yeah. and you made the change and you realized that there was probably a different plan for you and your entire like outlook and demeanor and mentality shifted for the better. I saw it. Yeah. And, and dude, honestly, like some people and, and think about what it took to do that. Right. Like it honestly took a leap of faith for me to say, okay, I'm going to, 
forfeit my scholarship. I'm going to change my major and get a whole degree in two years, not knowing, you know, yeah. the odds of what I was getting to having no business experience, no business role model, no finance role model, just genuinely following. Like, I feel like this is what God wants me to do and just going for it. You know, I feel like so far in life, that has been my leap of faith to throw away the, you know, tick marks, throw away my scholarship badge and all that stuff. The things that, you know, tangibly represent success to say, okay, I'm feeling spiritual internal success because in spite of that, this is what I'm supposed to do. Uh, this is what I need to do. And the path that God has set out for me after doing that is, I mean, it's beyond words, honestly. Um, yeah, it's incredible. I'm blessed to have made it this far. I'm blessed to be able to go further. And honestly, my big thing is if that's why I really wanted to do this with you as well, is just if I, if someone can hear what I'm saying and just get motivated, I'm just motivated, but see light in their situation and say, you know, dang, you know, that's true. I feel like that. But now I have some affirmation. Like I wish I, I'm, I'm, I'm have, I pray that I can give somebody that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think one of the things that sparks my interest, which I think like people like, you know, my friends like you and, and Larry and um, like John and Dylan and my other buddies oh, yeah. who I've had on this podcast, I think what we're realizing is that we have, we all have different stories. Everything is okay. <laughs> and there's so many people out there that probably are actually, I, I actually no, I can guarantee you there are people out there that are struggling with the same stuff that we have struggled with and are continuing to struggle with. Oh, yeah. And so when we get on this, when we, you know, when I turn the mic on, call you up and we start, we start talking and I hit record, people are like, Oh my gosh, you know, these guys, Man. there's people out there that are normal that, yeah. but what, but the differentiating factor is that everyone on this platform is leaning on the same thing and it's like helping them so much, you know, well, dude, I'm, I'm sure you can attest to this as well in modern culture today. You know, it's harder now than ever to really identify what a man is, not oh just gosh, in yeah. gender, but just in overall influence, you know? And I know you and I growing up in our generation, it was about being hard. Like yeah. if you weren't hard, you got bullied. I went through that. I had to toughen up. And that leaves a sour taste in your mouth when it comes to putting yourself out there for someone to learn from, you know, yeah. we're saying, yeah, I'm not going to say the cool response or I'm not trying to, <laughs> you know, just be, be cool or get clout. It's like, you know, dang, I could open up to this kid right now and try to give him some perspective, but instead I'm just going to act like a douchebag because <laughs> yeah. Ser ser and seriously, like if, if I act like that, that's cool. That's why, I mean, I'm sure you probably saw it too, like even on Instagram, Facebook, Yep. I changed my entire name, like digital persona, really, because it was like, dang, I'm feeding a bad image. I'm kind of contributing to the idea of this is what being uh -huh. successful looks like. And it's not, man. Like, yeah. we need more male mentors in society. And me, you, Larry, anybody else, no matter what your situation is, even if you're not super, you know, categorized or book successful on paper, like, if you got a story, knowledge, or bad experiences, share those with people. You Bro, know, it's like it's like this. I think, <laughs> I think that the so many men struggle with, and I'm realizing this literally. Like, I realized it like last week with myself. I think there's so many men out there that struggle with communicating. They're oh yeah, communicating their feelings to other men, or like oh yeah. 
or I guess like even like their spouse or significant other or whoever they want, you know, whoever you were talking about. Right. So like for me personally, I, I do a podcast. I can't stop talking. I talk all day at work. I answer the phone. I talk on a podcast, but for some reason, sometimes sharing my feelings and how I feel about stuff is hard because uh, yeah. I fight that, I fight that battle, that internal battle of like, you know, real man, real man wouldn't, when shares feelings, I'm like, okay, well, dude, and, like get over and, yourself you know, and start talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And by science, you know, men are oriented to be, you know, non-emotional, the less emotional creature. And for me and you and anybody else really on earth, it's super easy to go to things that don't cause you pain. But for me talking about my childhood, my experiences, the lessons I've learned, there's a lot of pain there. And yeah. it takes a lot. That's when that spiritual aspect comes in where it's like, I have the strength to dive into that pain, to share an experience with you, you know, instead of shirking that and running from that the rest of my life, like a lot of other people do. And it's like, that's why I was saying, standing in the mirror, you're yeah. not going to make that step forward until you recognize what's behind you. Like yep. you can't, you can't maximize your potential without seeing what you've done to get there. And just accepting what has happened and making the most of it and learning from it. Um, yeah. It's like one time, it's like one time I heard someone say, I forget who it was too. So I'll try to remember, but one time someone said, I've never met anyone regret leaning on Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah. No one's, exactly. ever, no one's ever been saved. And then come to me two weeks later, like I significantly regret that decision. <laughs> oh yeah. It never happens. You notice that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, so one day I'll toss to you, too. Um, I got a book recommendation that really – Oh, boy, really you, know, you know I like books. Oh, you I know. know. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I, I remember. I know. Um, but, no, it's Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. I'll, um, I know it's on Kindle. Um, I'll shoot you a link to it. You might be able to share it in the comments or something on this. But – no, man, like if you want to go even deeper beyond what I'm just saying, this book really breaks down like the mentality and the overall like concept that a man genetically, mentally, physically, spiritually dictates most of his success off of his value. And interesting that value as a man is how successful I am working. You know, 2020 is about money because money gets food on the table. Money pays bills. Money pays student debt. Yep. You know? to get that high paying job where you go on LinkedIn and see 2000 people apply for it. You got to go to Scott. You got to go to school. You got to do these things. Yep. And everything is blurred. All these lines are blurred. They overlap. And at the end of the day, it's like, don't let that be your driving factor. Let that be a contributor or a hurdle you have to get to, to serving this goal of, you know, when my child is ready to go to college, I don't want him to have to go through that mental struggle in high school of having to bear it all on his shoulders. I want him to feel confident and I want to be able to give him an opportunity, you know? Yeah. Yep. I agree with that. Well, I'll definitely keep that book in mind. Um, yeah. I'll text it to you. <laughs> dude, that was motivating. I'm not going to lie. You know what stood out to me was the, uh, the spiritual boxing match. Ooh. Oh yeah, man. I'm telling you. It's... Boy, that's some next level, uh, there's some next level truth behind that one. Yeah, man. This dude, it's it's religion. Life is like a sport, man. Like football game. I'm sure everybody has some sports comparative, but I know just football well. Like 
if you're the quarterback, you got to make your passes. You got to throw the deep ball, the short ball. You got to get the handoffs right, the pitches, the run plays. Yeah. Coaches, fans, like it's all these things. Same thing in life, man. If you you strap on your helmet when you go to work. <laughs> when I wake up, it's like, dang, I've been at work 11 hours straight. I've been up since 6 o'clock. Now I got to come home and be a good dad. Like, yeah. I got to tighten up my shoulder pads and, you know, do that for my child. Yeah. Or, you know, my wife needs me emotionally, but I'm, <laughs> I'm to the point where I just want to throw 250 pounds against the ground and just scream, you know? <laughs> but I can't do that. I have to be emotionally available. And yeah. To anybody else who's like, that stuff is normal. Don't feel bad for not just naturally feeling like that. Yeah. But just understand that it's those little things, the being there for your family, the being a shoulder for your friends, the giving someone your time, that really adds value to you. So, like cool. I said, I hope, I hope somebody got – somebody listening, you included, I mean, got something from my story. Um, Heck yeah, dude. Our conversation. I think you did. I think you did a good job of of tying in the fact that a lot of people go through the same stuff, and a lot of people also, like, given your experiences, go through some things that are um, definitely when it comes down to like the deeper meaning. There are a lot more challenging. Like your your upbringing oh, yeah. was definitely more challenging than the average, right? But I'll also say that there's way more people than we realize out there that probably went through the same thing. You know, if not worse, there are people who had it way worse than me. Even. Yeah. I mean, like if you think about how you reacted, how you responded and the things that you lean on now, it's not only oh, going to yeah. make you a better dad and, and husband, it's going to make you just a better man in general. And I think exactly because, you know, on the surface, when you're a young kid, you could think that like, oh, why did God do this to me? Because like he hates me. But like, nah, he literally knew that you were going to be a fantastic father and, and husband because you, yeah. he literally purposely put you through those exact events. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, like I said earlier, man, it's like if the Bible, if no one in the Bible went through any of those trials, if no one had a bad background, the Bible wouldn't have much to go off of. You wouldn't have yeah. much to relate to. And, yeah. you know, that, and like I said, that motivated me to really make a difference where it's like, okay, I'm not going through this for no reason. This is to help somebody else and to help. Like if you, if me and you can help one person each and those people help somebody else, think about not only the flood of Christianity, but just like, I'm going to call it antidepressant, like real love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. Spread, spreading love through experience. And, you know, you're going to, someone's going to really be successful from that. You know, somebody hearing this or tossing language off to somebody else from this could, you know, motivate someone to change their entire life. And those unseen victories, the behind the scene, you know, good stuff is the best stuff. You know? Oh my gosh. That's the main thing, dude. Yeah. Hey, wow. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Cause okay. when we keep the main thing, the main thing and everyone else yeah. start asking us questions, like I want a little bit of the juice that they're drinking. Yeah. Right. What's your sauce? It's the Jesus. Sauce, bro. <laughs> it is man. And it's just, I appreciate you coming on and um, giving us your insight and definitely a really, really good perspective on how to, how to handle stuff and, you know, reminding everyone that it's, it's literally going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, it'll be okay. It's, it's a over, it's a oversaid statement, but it's really about how you view the glass. See, there's going to be half full or half empty and yeah. there's so much power in something in your cup. So. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for, um, thanks for coming on and hope, hope to the listeners y'all got at least a little, 
a little bit of tidbit out of it. Um, and y'all can walk away a little, a little happier. So thanks again, uh, Randy. Uh, yeah, you too, man. Y'all take it easy. All right, everybody. Well, that's all we got for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Look forward to the next conversation next Sunday. And remember, always keep the main thing the main thing.